Hello, hello to all my friends and welcome to Anatomy of the Heart. My name is Stephanie and each week we are going to dive into a time where we take a moment to pause and take a deep breath, allowing for God to fill us with His glory. This is a time for us to take an inventory of our hearts and to get ready to grow in our faith each day. So join me as I share weekly devotionals for the imperfect, tired, yet fully capable in the eyes of our Father. Hey guys, I would love to hear what is on your heart. I would love to hear what the Lord has um, been speaking to you, especially if you've been listening to the podcast. I want to know where God has shined a light in the darkness, encouragement, or maybe a word that the Lord has spoke through me for you. So please get on to Instagram, Anatomy of the Heart. Send me a message and I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so I have a question. So who gets excited to clean? I know, I know most everybody is jumping up and down because they cannot contain themselves. Well, maybe some people like to do that, but to be honest, I really don't. I mean, I do it out of necessity because it needs to be done. I do like to see what the end result is. I mean, I love the feeling of all the clutter being gone, but I don't like the actual cleaning process, the sweeping, the dusting, the throwing away of things that I know I need to get rid of, but I want to keep because one day I might wear it or something. But let's be honest, if it's in the back of my closet and I haven't worn it in a year, I probably never will wear it again. Um, I mean, can't someone like Marie Kondo from Tidying Up with Marie Kondo just come over, do it all for me, right? I mean, I'm sure somebody could for the right price, right? So, I mean, I want to read to you, and I know that I have um, a lot of my... Devotions have been from Second Chronicles, but that's where I'm studying in right now. And so I want to talk to you about um, in Second Chronicles, you know, at the end of chapter 29, King Hezekiah and the people, they rejoiced at what God had brought them out of. And if you haven't read Second um, Chronicles, I would encourage for you to go back. It might explain a little bit more, but um, God had brought them about something and they wanted to celebrate the Passover in the temple. They were so, so, so excited for what God had done. So they wanted to celebrate. Um, but listen to this. So in Second Chronicles chapter 30, verses 1 through 2, I want to read you. It says, Hezekiah sent word to all Israel and Judah and also wrote letters to Ephraim and I believe it's Manasseh, inviting them to come to the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover um, to the Lord, uh, the God of Israel. So the king and his officials and the whole assembly in Jerusalem decided to celebrate the Passover in the second month. But they had to do something first. So they wanted to, but there was something they had to do first. Here in verse 3 it says, They had not been able to celebrate it at a regular time because not enough priests had concentrated themselves and the people had not assembled in Jerusalem. So let's look at the word um, concentrated for a second, okay? So they couldn't, um, they were able to celebrate yet because there wasn't enough priests who had 
concentrated himself. So that word is defined as inducted into a permanent office with a religious site, ordained to the office of a bishop. It's devoted, made, or declared sacred. So unfortunately, all through the in and overall desire to celebrate the Passover, there was to be a delay in their celebration of the temple because not enough priests had basically devoted themselves, declared themselves sacred. And so there was a major house cleaning, so to speak, that had to take place first. And so whether they wanted to or not, they had to do some cleaning. They had to take a look at the clutter inside of them, throw away all that was not ordained by God, um, anything that was not declared by the King of Kings. And so in, uh, I'm going to read you in verses 7 and 8 in the same chapter. It says here, um, Do not be like your parents and your fellow Israelites who were unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that he made them an object of honor as you see. Do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were, Submit to the Lord, come to his sanctuary, which he has concentrated forever, devoted forever, if you so will. And so, stiff-necked, it says, do not be stiff-necked. It's the inability to move your head or decrease range of motion. It's pain that continues to get worse when you hold your neck in one position for a long period of time. I mean, I know I hate it when I wake up from maybe a sleepless night or sleeping weird. I have a stiff neck and it hurts. And at times, I don't even know if I can do my daily task into, until the stiffness starts to loosen up a little bit. And so I was reading um, online about some different ways to prevent or suggestions of stiff neck. So I came across these eight suggestions um, to help prevent stiff neck. Number one, change sleeping positions. Two, avoid neck positions that cause strain. Three, improve your posture. Four, avoid sitting for long periods without a break. Five, avoid placing a strap on the shoulder to carry heavy items. And if you are a mom or if you're like me, you carry a, man, a mom bag and everything's in there. But let's be honest, it's really heavy, especially when we carry it on one shoulder. Um, six, do neck stretches. Seven, change reading position habits. And eight, manage stress and anxiety. Yeah, that last one is so easy, right? Just yeah, no stress, no anxiety. But sometimes if we change our position, let's think about that. God will change our situation. Let me say that again. Sometimes if you change your position, God will change your situation. Uh, maybe you've heard of this story it's a pretty well-known, famous story in children's church all around. Um, this is one of those Jonah and the Wealth stories, you know, the ones that everybody finds out about. Daniel and the lion's den. Well, this one is about Zacchaeus in the Bible. And um, it takes place in Luke chapter 19. And so uh, Zacchaeus, I'm just going to give you a, a little brief rundown about him. So he was a chief tax collector. So 
not a guy that people liked, right? I mean, who likes to pay their taxes? They want their money. They want um, taxes credits to be given to them, but nobody wants to pay to them, right? So he was not a guy who people liked. Um, he was rich. Uh, he was very short. Um, and at this time in um, the podcast, if you've spent any of your childhood in the 80s or the 90s in Children's Church, you have now had the Zacchaeus song stuck in your head. You're welcome. Um, Zacchaeus wanted to see the Lord. So he heard um, of this Jesus and Zacchaeus was done relying on gossip and what other people thought of him, right? He wanted to see who he was. Um, I know that a lot of the times I want God to reveal himself to me. Okay, God, who am I in you? What do you have in store for me? What is it that I can do for you and anything that I can do for you, God? Like, I want to be used by you. So he was done. Zacchaeus was like, okay, I want to see the Lord. I want to see what this Jesus is all about. I want to find out, you know, who I am really. But the crowd was so vast, right? Because everybody else, they all wanted to see Zacchaeus. Um, And so Zacchaeus being short and the crowd being so, you know, large, he, he wanted to see him. So what he did was he climbed up in the tree um, to see him as Jesus passed by. His cries literally stopped Jesus in his tracks. So there was a multitude of people crying out, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And literally Zacchaeus, his cries up in the tree, it got Jesus's attention immediately. Jesus stopped whatever he was doing dead in his tracks without looking at anybody else. And he looked up in the tree and he saw Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, even though feeling humiliation, it overwhelmed him. And he wanted to walk away out of his lifestyle. You know, so the story story, um, ends that Jesus looked up in the tree and he told Zacchaeus to come down because he wanted to go to his house. He wanted to spend time with him. So... He needed to change his position and where he was in order for Jesus to change his condition. In order for Zacchaeus' condition to change through the Lord, Zacchaeus had to be willing to cry out to him, to seek him, to go to him. I mean, who who knows if Zacchaeus would have just stayed in the crowd, lost in the crowd, and let Jesus pass by. What would have happened to Zacchaeus then? But things changed that day because he changed his position. And so... I know it's easier to say, hey, change your position, you know, than to actually do it sometimes. But however, we need to avoid positions in our lives that start to add strain on it. We need to stop carrying those heavy loads, that heavy bag on that shoulder that weigh us down and bring pain upon us. When you have a stiff neck, there has to be stretching of a muscle in order to work the stiffness out to make it feel better once again. Muscle strain, it's defined as a stretching or tearing of a muscle or tissue connected to a bone. A strained muscle, it can take time to heal, depending on the strain. Uh, A mild strain can take uh, three to six weeks, and that's just with basic home care. But with severe strains, it can take several months. And in some severe strains, you know, repair therapy may need you know, necessary, um, physical therapy, even surgery. And so stretching that muscle can be uncomfortable, but it's necessary in order to put you in a better condition to be in less pain. I mean, listen, 
I don't work out. I mean, I like to think that I work out, but let's just be honest. I actually don't. I mean, I want to, but now if I ever get in the ritual of working out on a regular basis and I do start to enjoy it and I get up, I start actually doing it. It takes a lot of stress for me, but when you have several days of like lifting weights and trying new exercises, especially if you haven't done them in a while, you can end up with muscles very, very sore for, for several days later. I mean, I, I'm not the only one, right, that has worked your muscles so much that you can't even barely sit down on the toilet, right? I mean, I have been there more than once. I mean, you're so sore that you start skipping workouts And then when you come back to working out, you start the process all over again and your muscles hurt all over again. God's stretching can sometimes be painful. God's stretching can sometimes make you feel uncomfortable, right? What's that that quote? No pain, no gain, right? Um, We want to skip to the easy parts though, right? We We want to have no pain, or limit to the stretching that's taking place. We want to walk into the temple and have our celebration. That's what they wanted, right? They wanted to just walk into the temple, have their celebration, celebrate the Passover. But sometimes there has to be a delay in our celebration. We have to keep working out. We have to keep stretching. We have to clean, declutter our homes, our bodies. We must give up our fears and focus on what we can be if we allow God to stretch us. Stretching means trusting God in moments of surrender. It means walking into our fears and coming out as people of faith. I mean, stretching believes in God when we may not think that we see him working. You know, he wants us to clean ourselves, be prepared, not stiff-necked, But stretch and be ready for us to step into him and to his temple and to worship him and and everything that he is. We need to believe that God, even when it doesn't make sense, we need to believe in him in the small stuff. Because when we believe him in the small stuff, when larger trials come our way, we have already been stretched and we're able to... Um, handle the workouts better, to handle the situations better. And Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, it says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If we refuse to stop stretching because it's too hard, then we will stop growing. But like rubber bands, we are not effective until we are stretched out. And God will never make us into who we've not been created to be, nor will he take us where he has not created us to go. So 
wine, new wine, it's poured into these things, wine skins. Um, and the new wine, it ferments and expands in these wine skins. And in doing so, it stretches and it grows the vessel. New wine skins, on the other hand, are pliable. And they have the capacity to be stretched and to be grown. It's easier to want to be like old wine skin because there's no room for God to stretch us, the shape us, because it's already it's it's already been uncomfortable, inconvenient, and painful. But let's take a moment for a heart check, right? Is your wine skin um, pliable, or, or are you ready for the Lord to stretch you? Are you ready to let Him clean your heart so you can be ready for what He has in store for you? I know that I want God to to stretch me. I want Him to pour new wine inside of me allow me to grow and be the vessel and although I know that I have to stretch and it's going to hurt and but it's going to shape me it's going to be inconvenient it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be painful but in order for me to be able to step into his temple and celebrate him I have to be clean I have to be ready I have to be devoted to him and ready for him let us pray Father, we pray, thank you for new beginnings in our life. We come before you to simply thank you for having the ability to stretch us. Stretch our faith, our thanking, our abilities, our worship, our prayer life, our dedication, and our giving. Use us mightily, Father, and cause us to be designed to be used by you. Remove all fear and doubt and help us trust you more. Be glorified in our lives. And in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Anatomy of the Heart. If you have enjoyed these podcasts, make sure to share and follow with all of your friends.